Atheistic communism was just becoming a phrase in the 1870s. Contemporaries with Karl Marx would have been writing those things. Our Lord himself appeared to Sister Mary of St. Peter in the 1870s, condemning communism. So, all right, I guess communism was a phrase. It was a word in the 1870s. By the way, we were given a devotion in the Catholic Church to defeat communism. It's called the Devotion to the Holy Face. Devotion to the Holy Face of Jesus will cause the enemies of Christ to scatter like little fish. You know how you know how like when you put your leg I'm going to pull a I'm going to pull a Joe Biden here. But I, I used to put my leg in the pool with the white hair and the hair would go up and that's how I know. You know when you put your leg in a pond and then the fish all scatter. It's it's kind of like that. When we pray this extremely martial prayer given to us by our Lord. Arise, O Lord, and let thy enemies be scattered, and let all that hate thee flee from before thy face. There's a whole chaplet, a holy face chaplet, associated with the prayer, including the Golden Arrow prayer. Father Carney, friend of the show, friend of uh, the, the, the station, actually, friend of the King Dudes, friend of the Crusade Channel, friend of mine, He's one of the apostles of the holy face. So, yes, I suppose atheistic communism was a word in the 1870s. Was Zionism a word in the 1870s? I'm not sure. Was fascism a word in the 1870s? I doubt it. Was Nazism a word in the 1870s? I doubt it. Nevertheless, it is interesting that even as far back as whenever this was recorded, in this recording looks to be about in the 1970s. It's 1970s era quality audio and video where the man is predicting a third world war in the Middle East over the Middle East issue where all nations will become thoroughly exhausted where we let the muzzies and the Zionists battle it out and mutually destroy each other. I don't actually mind the idea of letting them duke it out, to be honest. They're both wrong. It's, it's, they, they both have erroneous opinions and erroneous religions and erroneous worldviews and erroneous political systems. And er- I mean, there's nothing redeeming about any of it. Do I prefer that they all be converted before they die? Yeah, I do. We should be trying to convert the Muzzies and the Jews. We should be. But should we be committing American lives to preventing them from killing each other? Look, if they need to sort their issues out with a little bit of violence, who are we to judge? Why are we the only nation on planet Earth who has the exclusive right to commit violence somewhere on the planet? You ever wondered about that? We're supposed to stop every single war around the world, but we can commit war whenever we want to. We're supposed to prevent people from bombing each other, but we drop bombs on people whenever we want to. You know, I'm probably not the only person to notice this. I may be one of the only Americans to notice this, 
But when you go around the world, you'll be surprised at the fact that other people notice this exact same thing, too. They're like, you Americans want to control everything. And you want to stop people from duking it out, but you're willing to duke it out. You're willing to go to the mat whenever you feel like it. Going back to this Albert Pike thing and the Illuminati plan. uh, Do we not think that the Illuminatis have had a plan for the last 100, 200 years, 300 years, 400 years? I don't know. It seems plausible. People are like, well, you know, how can you have a conspiracy that lasts that long? It doesn't have to be perfect. People don't have to be perfectly in alignment with the conspiracy in order to breathe the same air, conspirare. As long as you're rowing in the same direction, as long as everybody is sort of moving towards the Albert Pike version of reality, then the conspiracy is in play. In other words, you don't have to conscript a million people into a conspiracy. It's unlikely that a million people can keep a secret. It's unlikely that a million humans can keep something under wraps. But 10 or 15 people could keep it under wraps. And by the way, a million people all rowing in the generally same direction for various reasons, not even knowing that they're part of the conspiracy. How about a billion people? All going in the same direction, all going in the correct direction, fulfilling the conspiracy unwittingly, unknowingly. That seems plausible. That seems achievable. If you can control people and deceive them and push them in that direction. Remember the documents from the Boeing Corporation that I read you two weeks ago about the government's secret war on us and secret desire to control us, to control all of us through schools, through money, through media, through corruption. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. And so here we have the Illuminati. We have the Illuminati telling us that the final war, the third world war, the third act in this gruesome play is going to play out in the Mideast. I don't know. I could see it. Things aren't exactly calming down over there. The U.S. right now is urging a, uh, a delay in the ground invasion of the Gaza Strip. Uh, Iran is getting more and more involved. Netanyahu is, um, well, he's making threats to Iran. Netanyahu's own military leaders are pretty ticked off at this delay of the invasion in Gaza. Western allies in the EU are now pushing for a ceasefire. But that's not going to happen. He's not going to listen to Western allies in the EU. He's going to listen to Western allies in the United States. And we're not pushing for a ceasefire. We're pushing for an invasion 
we're just saying, hey, hold off for five seconds. We need to, uh, you know, extract some people and do some things, and then you can invade, all right? USA readies mass evacuation from the Mideast. The Biden administration is preparing for the possibility that hundreds of thousands of American citizens will require evacuation from the Middle East. If the bloodshed in Gaza cannot be contained, according to four officials familiar with the U.S. government's contingency planning. Specter of such an operation comes as Israeli forces, aided by U.S. weapons and military advisors, prepare for what is widely expected to be a perilous ground offensive against Hamas militants responsible for the stunning cross-border attack that has reignited hostilities. It is a stunning cross-border attack. You know this? It is a stunning cross-border attack, what we're witnessing. What happened? It's stunning that these backwards... Ah, no, 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 no. Hamas militants, that these 8th century thugs have figured out how to smuggle a bunch of weapons into a strip. A strip. Which is defined by, like, walls and borders. It's a prison. You can't leave it. How did they get this, these weapons in? Into the most surveilled geography on planet Earth? It is stunning. How did how did they achieve that? The Iron Dome was just I don't know turned turned off. You can there's a there's a big plastic switch somewhere in some Israeli bunker underground in Tel Aviv. It's like a light switch, and the janitor on his way out accidentally turned the Iron Dome off when he cleaned up for the night. You weren't supposed to turn that light switch off, sir. That was a big mistake. That was a huge failure. The Iron Dome was turned off during this stunning cross-border attack. Everything about it was so stunning. The official speaking on the condition of anonymity to detail internal deliberations that Americans living in Israel and neighboring Lebanon are of particular concern, though they stress that an evacuation of that magnitude is considered a worst-case scenario and that other outcomes are seen as more likely. Still, one official said it would be irresponsible not to have a plan for everything. Yes, yes. We'd, we would not want to have the embarrassing uh, spectacle of Americans standing on building tops during a botched evacuation. That would be reminiscent of 2020 and <laughs> 2021. The U.S. exit out of Afghanistan. We would definitely not to hearken back to, I don't know, just a couple years ago when the fake Catholic usurper in chief Joe Biden administration couldn't figure out how to get Americans and others out of Afghanistan properly. It was totally botched. And it was live-streamed. And everybody on in, in the world who wanted to see it could see it. This is what it looks like when the Americans go home. This is what happens when you beat the United States of America, when you force them to, to retreat. 
They will leave their own people standing on buildings, waving wildly, Wait for me! Come get me! Hello! It would be irresponsible not to have a plan for everything, says one unnamed, faceless, nameless government official. Yes, it would. It would, Mr. Faceless, Nameless Government Official. It would be irresponsible not to have a plan for everything. The administration, despite its forceful public support for Israel, is deeply alarmed by the prospect of escalation, and in recent days it has turned its attention in part to the complicated logistics of abruptly having to relocate a large number of people, including, according to three people familiar with the discussions. There were about 600,000 U.S. citizens in Israel, and another 86,000 believed to be in Lebanon when Hamas attacked, according to State Department estimates. 600,000 U.S. citizens living in Israel? What are they doing there? Why do we have 600,000 U.S. citizens living in Israel? Just become Israeli citizens! The concern in Lebanon is chiefly over Hezbollah, a political party and militant group that along with allies, currently controls the largest number of parliamentary seats. It entered parliament in 1992. It has long accepted training and weapons from Iran, prompting concerns that it could attack Israel from the north, creating a two-front war that would stretch Israeli forces. Already there have been skirmishers along the shared border. <laughs> 